Time to get inspired, develop, and improve your yoga knowledge in English. You listen to Your Yoga in English, a podcast for non-native English-speaking yogis that want to practice or teach yoga worldwide. My name is Annie, the founder of Enga Unite, and here to guide you on your way to become the confident, effective, and knowledgeable English-speaking yogi you want to be. So, your year reflection and goal planning for 2022. Let me ask you, is this something you usually do? Do you normally reflect on your year? And do you normally make a plan for the next year? Setting intentions, maybe setting New Year's resolutions, maybe writing down your goals just as they are. Do you do any of this usually or is this new to you? When you set resolutions, so especially if you do set resolutions or you start your year with an intention, it is important to reflect as well. So the reason that we're going to plan our goals today, the reason that I want to reflect on your year before is that we are going to plan goals. My main aim for you is to help you with your goal planning for 2022. Especially because in our community, at the moment, I see more and more teachers that want to start their own yoga business or that want to start doing more freelance work as a yoga teacher. More and more teachers stop working in studios or in centers, community centers and whatnot. And more and more teachers start teaching online. They start maybe hosting their own retreats. Maybe they want to write their own courses. Maybe they want to host their own workshops. And if one of these things or something else is something that you have on your planning for 2022, first of all, you need to reflect, but you need a really detailed plan as well. So the first question today is how do you really finish your year? And how do you start a new one? Do you reflect on yourself, on your wins, on your losses, your achievements? And do you set New Year's resolutions? And if you set New Year's resolutions, do you stick to them? Do you actually make them happen? Because last year around this time as well, I did a training on how to stick to your New Year's resolutions. So in today's training, I'm going to give you some guidelines to make your reflection of the past year very effective and start your year with very clear goals and intentions. As a yogi, and most of you here, if not everyone, as a yogi, you are bombarded with reflections. And reflections in in our yoga classes are often our, our thoughts, our words, our actions, feelings, emotions. And yoga offers many, many ways of reflecting for many good reasons as well. It's necessary that we do that. But what really is the reason that we do this? Because we reflect, but we don't always realize why. So a reflection is a conscious analysis with the purpose of processing what has happened. So what you've experienced or what you have learned, what you have thought, what really has happened in your life. Even though a reflection can be a neutral observation, so an observation that really helps you to understand something better, It is often used with the purpose of improvement. So we reflect to improve something or to make things better, bigger, greater, whatever comparative you want to give it. 
So in your reflections, you create space for to look at something that you're reflecting on critically and look at it from different viewpoints or perspectives. And this critical thinking, looking at things critically, then gives you the opportunity to help you see your experiences from a more, from a better really right reality and see it more clearly as well. So that means that you can see the positives and the negatives without being influenced by too much judgment, by your emotions, your feelings, maybe bias, opinions from other people, because you do this all in a very realistic, calm way with the questions that you are going to get, you're going to receive them. So with this clarity, you then can make very honest decisions about what you're doing, or very honest observations rather, very honest observations about what you're doing well and what could be better and what actions you could take to change next time or to make the improvements that you need in your life. In other words, reflections are necessary to measure your growth. And to measure your growth means that you now can set realistic goals and realistic expectations. So especially if you here are looking to grow your yoga business in any way possible, or if you're, if you're thinking of starting your own yoga business, I would love for you to stay here, stay here for this training that is really designed to help you with um, your reflection, doing this effectively and really set your goals in a way that is measurable so that you can really measure the goals and stay on track with them so that you, you stay true to your New Year's resolutions, your intention and actually achieve the goals that you have for 2022. Especially for those that have a business, this is very, 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 very beneficial. So where do you start when you do your reflection? Often in yoga, we notice how we feel, we listen to our emotions, focus on the breath. But when you do a year's reflection, we really want to ask specific questions. So I'm going to give you general questions that you can adapt to what you um, have experienced. So question number one for your reflection. What did you achieve this year? What did you achieve this year? So achievements can be very small and can be very big. So it can be from teaching your first ever online yoga class to hosting your own course. It could even just be finding motivation on difficult days. It's an achievement. No, no matter how big or how small, write out all the highlights that you've experienced this year. Doesn't matter how big or small, write out everything that you have achieved this year. Question number two, what did you do to achieve the things in question one, so what did you do actively? What actions did you take to achieve the things in, the, in that you answered in question one? So here you want to write down all the things that have helped you to become more productive. Think of your dedication and determination, but also things of, think of apps or programs, software, everything that made your life easier this year. Also think of the people that have helped you. So these could be your coaches, mentors, colleagues, teachers, your partner, children, your family, maybe friends, anyone that has helped you. Anyone that has helped you to stay on track 
but also has given you space to work on your projects. Question number three is what did you want to achieve but didn't and why not? So this is a little bit of a challenging question and can actually bring up a lot of emotions. And I invite you to look at this not with the idea that you're going to judge yourself because you didn't achieve it, but you're really looking at this because you want to be honest about what you didn't achieve and find out what you can improve to achieve it for next time or next year. When you do write down the things that you haven't achieved and you discover the reason why, I recommend that you write down three columns. One with all the things that you didn't achieve, including your goals and your wishes. One that describes the reason for not achieving it. And the last one that describes the obstacle, if it's applicable to this thing that you didn't achieve. So let me give you an example. Things that you didn't achieve, three columns. Number one is the goal. For example, I didn't get 100 students, the 100 students that I hoped for. Then in the second column, you write down why. And the reason that you didn't get those students could be because you didn't spend enough time on nurturing your email list or getting people to subscribe to your email list. And the obstacle number three or the column three could be that the goal was unstructured and therefore unrealistic. So you weren't clear on how you were going to attract people to your email list. You weren't clear on how to nurture your email list and therefore you didn't get your students, the students that you hoped for. So three columns. If you download the worksheet, it will be there for you. So acknowledging the things that you didn't go well and analyzing why it didn't go well will help you to become very clear on your next steps so that you can better approach this next time and actually make this this dream or this goal, the wish that you have reality. Okay, so question number three, what, didn't, what did you not achieve and why? Question four, what were your biggest challenges? What has been most difficult? And I really don't like to use, use the word difficult because I believe that if you look at it as a challenge, you can defeat it somehow. Difficulties sound very negative. So what was your biggest challenge? Here include disappointments, frustrations, obstacles, pain points, anything that made your life and your business goals more challenging this year. And if it's applicable to you, write down again three columns, this time defining mental, physical and emotional challenges. Because this helps you to discover, for example, that it might actually be your mindset that needs to be worked on instead of your busy calendar. And it also might be the lack of engagement that you have on Instagram. It might not be that, but instead lack of clarity that you have on your ideal student. So question number four, what were your biggest challenges? Define them in three columns and write down mental challenges physical challenges and emotional challenges, okay? Um, number five, what has been the most effective way to gain visibility and attract new people? Now, if you just started your business or if your goal for 22 is to start it, this question might not be applicable to you right now, 
but you may want to write down some things that you think will help you next year. So write down all the resources, your tools, programs, and also actions that you've taken or that you want to take, but I'm going to get there, that have caused an increase um, in awareness of your products and your services. So write down all the tools, programs, the actions that you take that cause an increase of the awareness people have of your, your products and your services. So here you can think of groups in which you shared your blog posts to get people to sign up to your email list, for example. You can also write down maybe paid Facebook ads that you've used for your services. And the pro tip here, what I think is really important and gives you a better perspective as well, better insights, write down the numbers, write down the statistics of your growth too, so that you can compare the numbers with those that you will see next year. So you can really reflect next year on how much have I actually grown. This will definitely give you insight into what to improve and what works or what doesn't work. So what has been the most effective way to gain visibility, a visibility and attract new people? Number six, what made you the happiest this year? What made you the happiest this year? Think of the best moments or achievements and the people that you've served or the people that have helped you out. So what has been your happiest, most fulfilling, most uh, amazing experience this year? What really has given you the motivation or a drive or a power to feel this passion, feel this urge to keep sharing yoga? Because was your happiest experience really the money that you made or was it maybe student success or the support that you got from an incredible colleague? Because without your colleague, you couldn't do it alone. What has made you the happiest this year? Question number seven, uh, which of 2021's lessons will you take to, into 2022? So what have you learned in 2021 that will benefit you in 2022? What is something that you want to repeat or do again or remind yourself of in 2022? Because every year is full of learning especially in times of the pandemic, starting your own yoga business or simply starting to teach online can be very challenging, but has taught you a lot. There have been a lot of different changes. I'm going to just double check this, make sure we're good to go. <laughs> yeah. So what in 2021 has taught you that you will repeat or remember in 2022? And if you are afraid that you might forget or if you are afraid that you will encounter self-doubt, procrastination or maybe that you lack motivation, what will you do to remind yourself of this lesson? What will you do to remind yourself of the lesson you learned in 21 and you want to repeat or remember in 22? Then question eight might be obvious. What will you not take into 2022? So just as we learn a lot of things that are useful, 
We also learn things that are not so useful. They are the lessons that we need to reflect in order to not repeat the same mistakes. So what were the things that happened in 2021 that you do not want to happen again or do you not want to let happen again in 2022? And also think of people that you want to leave behind, the things that you want to leave behind. What do you need to do? Or what do you need to let go of to become more successful, productive, maybe calm, maybe stable, maybe positive in 2022? So what are the things that you need to let go of? Or what is it that you not take into 2022? Then the last question of your reflection, number nine. Before the year ends, I want to... And you finish the sentence. So what do you want to do before the year ends? So if there's something that you would have liked to do or you would like to do before the year ends, make it a priority now, okay? So this is your reflection. Question number one, what did you achieve this year? Number two, what did you want to achieve? What did you do to achieve the things that you answered in question one? What did you want to achieve but didn't? And why not? Question four, What was your biggest challenge or what was most challenging for you this year? Question five, what has been the most effective way to gain visibility and attract new people? Number six, what made you the happiest this year? Question seven, what lessons will you take into 2022? Question eight, what will you not take into 2022? And question nine, before the year ends, I want to dot, 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 dot. And you finish the sentence. All right, so it's time for your goal setting. I'm always so excited about goal setting and creating structure, creating a planning, but it does need some work. So the question is, complete the sentence first. By the end of 2022, I want to feel... How would you finish this sentence? How do you want to feel when 2022 ends? So when the new year ends, not right now, not this year, but how do you want to feel next year, exactly a year from now? Maybe write one word, write one word down in the comments. I want to know how you will feel or want to feel next time. If you use a future perfect, which is a tense that communicates actions that will have finished in a future moment. So think of this in the future perfect. And the future perfect is a a grammar structure that will use the will have plus the past participle. I'm going to take you through in a moment. So it's Belu said an easy one, happy. And then I will think more deeply. Really nice, Belu. We all want to feel happy by the end of the year. Really nice. Um, Let me see if there's other comments from people. How do you want to feel by the end of the year? End of 22. I want to feel realized. I want to feel satisfied. Realized, satisfied and happy we've got. Really, really nice ones. So, three questions to start this with. By 2022, by the end. So, December 22. One year from now. How will your life have improved? Will it have become less stressful? Will it have become calmer? Will it have become more organized? How will your life have improved? 
Then number two, what will you have achieved? So will you have grown your community? Will you have written your first course? What will you have achieved by the end of 22? And question three, what will you have planned for 23? And especially if you work with a five-year plan or a 10-year plan or a 15-year plan, what will you have planned for 2023? So do you dare to look ahead already? Do you dare to really plan in advance? So these are three questions I want you to think of before you start your goal planning. Because the answer to these questions will give you really great details and clarity as in really how you want to organize your goals. So goal planning. Question number one for your goal planning is what's your number one biggest goal for 22? What is your number one biggest goal? And there's no right, no wrong. What is the first thing that comes to your mind? What do you really, really want to happen in 22? Um, so usually it's a goal that you yearn for. It's a dream or a wish, a desire, maybe a plan. It's something that comes really from inside. It's a big thing that you want to happen. So for now, write down the thing that you would most like to achieve or accomplish in 22. Question two, describe your business by the end of 22 in the following scenarios. The best case scenario, the worst case scenario, and a good scenario. So a best case scenario is when you imagine the best possible version or the best possible outcome of how something happens in the future. A worst case scenario is the most negative version of what could happen. And many of us that suffer from anxiety might actually be used to imagining the worst case scenario. So instead of focusing on that, instead of focusing on your worst case scenario and taking your self-doubt procrastination over in 22, write down three scenarios. Your worst scenario, the good scenario and the best scenario. And by the end of 22, my business will dot dot dot. You finish your sentence for the worst, a good and a best scenario for question number two. Question number three. How much money do you want to make in 22? And for many, including me, this is a very awkward question. Because for many, you're in this to share yoga with the world. Not necessarily to, to make a lot of money from it. You don't, you don't, very many, very many, many of us don't really want to become Insta famous or they want to be an influencer. They really want to share yoga with the world. But you do need to have a money goal when you're starting your business. It's necessary because your money goal will help you create clear steps to achieve the other goals that you have. And really, you shouldn't feel embarrassed or ashamed for charging money. It's a service that you provide. It's your time, it's your knowledge, your experience and expertise. It's valuable because you're offering a transformation. You're offering a desire that your students have, a solution to a desire that your students have. Maybe sometimes even a solution to a problem that your students have. I'm going to try this one more time. So you are valuable. Your service is valuable and is worth paying money for. Also, think of your expenses. 
your expenses in the past, in the present and in the future. All of these things take, you will have to take into account for your calculations. All of the things that you will have to spend as well. So when you think of how much money you want to make, also think about what you're going to spend and what you have spent already. Question number three, how much money do you want to make in 22? Number four, what are your outcome goals? So the first question was, what is your biggest goal? But you will probably have a few outcome goals that need process goals. And I'm going to speak about them. So an outcome goal is the big final goal that you want to achieve by the end of a period. So they often describe an objective in numbers or another expression of growth. For example, my personal goal for 2022 is to help a total of 88 students. Okay, so that will be on my English for Yoga teachers course, on the membership, private classes, and also on the podcast, for example, people that are in our community, but I want to help 88 students. My outcome goal could also be, I want to reach 3000 people on my email list. Or if you're starting small, 100 people on your email list. These goals can only be achieved in bigger steps. They do not happen overnight. And I'm going to speak about the plan that you can create. It's a plan of action that you need to achieve these big goals. But for now, think of numbers of growth, any expression of growth that comes to your mind. These are your outcome goals. So numbers of students, maybe the amount of money, maybe, um, maybe even creating a membership. All of those big things need smaller steps, need smaller goals. And those smaller goals are process goals, which brings me to question five. So question four, what are your outcome goals? Question five, what are your process goals? Your process goals are the smaller actions that you will take to achieve your outcome goals. For example, a process goal might be creating a reel, a reel that you post on Instagram to obtain more visibility, but it could also be a marketing strategy for a freebie. So something that you give away for free to collect email addresses. These are steps that lead you to achieving more email subscribers and therefore more students. So these are little steps that you take in between, little goals that you take in between that will then lead you to your <laughs> lead you to your outcome goal. Your process goals are the actions you take to achieve your outcome goal. Another example to look at this really um, specifically because it's very challenging to differentiate the difference between those goals. So let's take the example of I want to achieve 100 students. I want to help 100 students this year. What do you need to do to help 100 students? First of all, you need to grow your email list. Then you need a freebie to grow your email list because no one is going to sign up for a weekly newsletter anymore. They want to get something for free that they are interested in. To create a freebie, you need to understand your client and their biggest desires, their biggest challenges. What do they really need and want from you? So really put your outcome goals under a magnifying glass 
and think of all the little steps that you need to take to get there. So the five, first differentiate your outcome goals and your process goals, and then really analyze all the little process goals you need to take to get to your outcome goal, okay? So that was four and five basically together. Now, semester plans. Write a plan for every three months of the year. So what are your plans per semester? I would recommend keeping it very flexible, but realistic. And also as specific as you can. So divide the year into sections. For example, January to March, April to June, July to September, October to December. Now, per semester, write down your biggest goals and include your process goals. Include all the little process goals you've got now. And this works for me, but you can use it in any other, any different order, even anything that works for you. So a pro tip here is take your planning to the next level and write down exactly what you will do each month. So you've got your semester goals, but now you can also analyze what you need to do per month. Pro tip two, write down what content you will commit to in 2022. So this includes when you go live on Facebook or on Instagram, this includes what you will post and when you will post it. It includes when you create your post, so you do content creation. And it also includes when you reply to messages, emails, maybe stories of people that have voted to your things. So be very intentional here and realistic about how much time all of this is going to take. Think of all of the things that you need to do and write them out per month or if not, per semester. Be intentional as well. Be very intentional because if you're intentional with this, you can save yourself a lot of time and a lot, a lot, a lot of energy. So write semester plans. Number six. Number seven, put it in your calendar. So it's great to have a plan, but if you don't actually stick to your plan, it's worth zero. It's worth nothing. So know the, the occurrence that life gets in the way and that our thoughts play with our feelings, that we have certain emotions and everything gets really difficult. We experience self-doubt. We suddenly still don't know if it's a good idea what we had planned to do. And all of these doubts, all of the fears, the insecurities, limiting beliefs, all of these things are common, but you need to help yourself accountable. If you want to become an independent yoga teacher and grow a business or um, even just offer yoga classes that are not going through a yoga studio, you're still independent and you still have your business. No matter what you call yourself, you need a plan and you need to stick to it. So by holding yourself accountable, accountable, you're planning everything in your diary and everything in your calendar and be realistic about this as well. Plan some time off because everybody, every single one needs to, everybody needs to rest some time. And especially if you're working physically a lot, you need to rest. You need to give your, your body, your minds and your energy levels to recover. So do plan rest time as well. But do follow your plans and do follow your goals and actually follow the schedule that you've created for yourself. Because no one is going to do this for you. No one is going to tell you, hey, you need to get up at eight or at six in the morning 
and actually get through your goal planning or your, your, your tasks for the day. No one is doing it for you. You need to show up for yourself, okay? So put it in your diary, put it in your calendar. Question eight, or goal planning step number eight, what will be your mantra for 2022? So a little bit of a yogic touch to it. To end the year's reflection and your goal setting plan for 22, it's the last thing you do. I want you to think of a quote, a mantra, an intention, or maybe a reminder that gives you your daily drive and your daily motivation. Because there will be days that you do not feel like it. There will be days that you do not feel the motivation or simply days that you feel a little bit under the weather. So on the days that you feel like you lack energy or motivation, you will be thankful and very grateful to have a mantra, a reminder, an intention, anything that helps you to get it back. Because life and work and creating your own business just isn't always a bed of roses. Unfortunately, you do need reminders for yourself to, that help you to think of your purpose and to realize your purpose on the darker days. So what will be yours? What will be the thing, your drive, your motivation, your intention, your mantra? I really like to call it a mantra. What will be the thing that you keep repeating to yourself that keeps you reminded of your purpose and actually keeps you going with it? All right, so what will you do? What will, and actually what you can do is just defining your purpose and put it on a big white paper above your desk or above your bed, <laughs> maybe on the door when you walk out, give yourself a reminder and you will be thankful when it happens and when you feel a little down or when you have a little bit of a dark day, okay? Also, if you need any help with this, if you need help with any of the goal setting or your reflection, or if you want to dive deeper and get into maybe the economics, maybe numbers of growth, you can book a discovery call with me. So the discovery call is a 30 minute session in which I can help you with your goal planning for 22. And I, we can get really deep into it so that you become very clear on your process goal and the outcome goals and maybe even create your plan so you can actually stick to it. So if you are interested in this, go to the website. Also, for those that are completing the worksheets, but if you're doing this on paper, send me a screenshot because or send me a, a photo, anything, because I would love to see your plans and your calendars for 22. If you do this, I can also hold you accountable. I can help you hold accountable. I will put reminders in my own calendar and check in with you regularly. So I can check in to see if you're actually getting on with everything. Now, if you want support of myself and the community, also post proof of this in the group. So you can post a story on Instagram, for example, but you can also post it in our, in our Facebook group, the Teach Yoga and English Support Group. This way, everyone can hold each other accountable. Okay, so those are all little things. Now, summarize quickly of goal planning for 22. Number question number one. What is the, your number one biggest goal for 22? Number two. Describe your business by the end of 22 in your worst case scenario, a good scenario, and the best scenario. 
Number three, how much money do you want to make? Number four, what are your outcome goals? Number five, what are your process goals? Number six, your semester plans. What are you going to do every three months? Or if you want to get very specific, and I do recommend it, what are you going to do every month? Number seven, put in your calendar. And number eight, write or create a reminder for yourself. So what will be your, your mantra or your mantra for 2022? Send me your email address in a private message. So if you want to receive the worksheet and I'm not receive and you are not receiving my emails, send me your email so I can send it to your email on Friday. Okay. If you need feedback, let me know as well. If you want help with this, you can book a discovery call. It's free. And I hope to see all of your plans on your stories, on Instagram, also in our Facebook group, Teach Yoga and English support group. And I can't wait for you all to fulfill your yoga teacher dreams and your business goals in 2022. I can't wait to be part of it all. Amazing, amazing. Well done, everyone. Show up for yourself. Hold yourself accountable. And I see all of you very soon in the new year. Sending you all lots and lots and lots of love. Happy new year. You listen to Your Yoga in English, brought to you by Enga Unite, a unique online learning platform for non-native English-speaking yogis. If you liked what you learned today, I would love for you to leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us at Enga Unite. Join the community and become a member of the Teach Yoga in English support group. Check out our continuing education membership that offers you the chance to develop your skills and expertise through self-paced learning and live classes and training. If you want help understanding what you need to improve and create an action plan to achieve the goals that you have for your career as an international yoga teacher, book a free discovery call with me, Annie. You can find all the links in the show notes. This is your time to invest time in your personal and professional development.